12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I can't believe we are on the second full week of February. And not only that, this Friday is Valentine's Day. (laughs) And a week ago today was Groundhog's Day. The groundhog, Puxatawney Phil, told us that we would be getting an early spring, and I am all for it. I haven't necessarily had a bad winter, but I'm just not a fan of the cold and snow. So yeah, definitely bring on spring. So today I will be talking about Season 4, Episode 6, entitled The Trouble with Harry. No, not Harry from Season 1, The Orangutan, whose name was actually Poppy, I believe. Now, this is Harry. This is Kate's uncle. Her mother just, like, visited a month ago. What is up with this? Family members coming out of the wazoo. Whatever. I mean, they're all family now. So, yeah. They got the space. So, this episode aired on November 3rd, 1985. In this episode... Kate's uncle Harry overstays his welcome at the Stratton's and even pretends to own the house to impress his old rival. 6.5 out of 10 based on 19 ratings. Let's see. Ray Walston plays Uncle Harry, and I'm guessing this guy Norman Eldon plays his rival Charlie Morrison, who looks a lot... Maybe this is just a young picture of the guy, but anyway... Ray Walston, the one thing I remember the guy from is um, the movie House Arrest that came out in like 95 or 96 or 98, 97, one of those years. And um, he played a retired police officer. So this episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers W. David W. Duclon, the creator, and Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Ron Clark, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, and Ben Starr. Their wonderful writing team. Oh, there's some connections here. Let's see. The Trouble with Harry, a direct nod to the Hitchcock film with the same title. All right. 
So a couple places, the podcast is on social media. You can visit Facebook at the Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an official Silver, unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, or Instagram at Silver Spoons Pod. There you'll find out about upcoming and past episodes. Pretty much what I've been doing since the fall of 2018 is I've been covering Silver Spoons straightforward episode by episode. And as you probably know if you listen to the podcast, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time. So my reactions, especially when I play the clips, if you hear me say something, it's because I don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm caught off guard or caught by surprise, so... Alright, without further ado, let's jump into this episode here. So we open up the episode in the living room. Edward looks like he's either fluffing the couch cushions, or he's looking for change, or he's looking for something. As Rick comes in, decked out in camo gear, and he went to the the Army PX, as he calls it, military camouflage. And Edward, of course, oh, well, that's a relief. I thought you enlisted. (laughs) Yeah, he's not old enough to enlist. Apparently, Uncle Harry, Kate's uncle, and now I guess if you want to call it, like, Rick's step-uncle, he's already pretty much there. We come into the episode where he's still visiting. We haven't seen him yet, but Rick decided to cut out their little, uh, army garb-buying military guard buying uh, a little early because Uncle Harry got into a dispute with somebody or a discussion about how women entering the army or military is just ruining the army by having women there. It's like, uh, you say that nowadays, you're going to get your butt kicked. So I'm going to play this clip. Hi, Dad. Hey, son. Look, genuine military <laughs> camouflage. We got it at the army PX. That's a relief. I thought you enlisted. <laughs> How come you're back so early? Oh, Uncle Harris sounded off to some general that women were ruining the army. Oh, yeah? What happened? She had the MPs throw him off the base. <laughs> Where's the old smooth talker now? He's parking your Mercedes. My Mercedes? No wonder I can't find my keys. Why didn't he take his own car? Well, he said it wouldn't be able to take the test course. Will they try out new tanks? <laughs> Eddie, my boy! Something's wrong with your transmission. You better have it looked at. Harry, I'm going to say this in language that I know you'll understand. Now hear this! You never take my car again! Got it, soldier? Got it. By the way, you're low on gas. Uncle Harry, that's a great war movie, on The Longest Day. Oh, yeah, that's the one where John Wayne plays me. So, is this guy still in the army of Minnesota? I thought maybe he's retired, he's hanging out at the base. I don't think that you're allowed to do that, even if you are retired. I don't know the protocol back in 1985 and how that goes, but... Okay, so Edward was looking for his keys to his Mercedes, which Uncle Harry took... Because he wanted, he it handled better in the the uh, crash course or the demolition course or the whatever course. That's why he didn't use his own car. 
So we meet Harry who comes in and Edward is like, look, let me break this down into words you can actually understand. And he just starts shouting at him saying, you will not take my car without my permission again. Because Uncle Harry also says there's something up with Edward's transmission. Like, yeah, I'm sure there is because you messed up his car. And apparently it's low on gas because he didn't bother to stop at a gas station and fill it up. Gas in 85 was what? Like a quarter compared to it being over... I remember when gas was over $4 a gallon. It feels like so long ago. I I remember back when I... Shortly after I started driving, or maybe it was a couple of few years after, whatever, but I remember the big scare about it going over $2, because that never, you know, either it had happened a long, long time ago, or I don't know, but it's just like, yeesh. And the big scare when it was going to jump over $3, and then eventually one summer it was over $4 a gallon, almost got to $4.50. But now it's like staying somewhere around like 250, 260, maybe even 230, which is very nice. So Harry throws Edward the keys. Edward leaves the living room and was like, hey, Harry, there's a uh, movie on with John Wayne, The Longest Day. So they turn on the TV and it's some commercial called Chicken Charlie's, 56 locations in the tri state area. So is this the pick? This is the guy in the picture that I was looking at is this like a rival or something to that effect and Rick asked Harry like hey because they're both sitting on the couch like hey have you ever had this guy's chicken it tastes like ribs like what pork ribs so Harry lets on that he knows this chicken Charlie because his name is Charlie Morrison and they used to be sergeants in the army together Rick's like, oh, did you keep in touch? And Harry's like, no, we weren't exactly buddies. We were always trying to top each other. Oh, great, so they're basically rivals. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd say, like, you got a better guy. I mean, this guy, what, he owns a chicken place and he dresses up as a chicken for commercials? If you had a chicken place, wouldn't you rather, or had a business establishment, wouldn't you rather just hire somebody to do it for you? I mean, unless he likes the chicken suit, I don't know. Maybe he's into it. Maybe he's into performing. So Harry's kind of giving Rick an idea of how he and Charlie would be one-upping each other. He said, if I had my squadron run 10 miles, he'd have his run 12. And if I had mine scrubbing the latrines or toilets with the uh, toothbrushes, he'd have them use matchsticks. So you'd use guys... You you basically be punishing your squadron worse than the other just to up each other. Ah, that's just... Well. I guess uh, Charlie left Harry with parting words like, Oh, Harry, you'll never make it out in the real world. And Rick's like, well, it just shows how wrong he was. And Harry's kind of like, huh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> the guy's clearly retired, but... Until we actually see this Charlie guy out of the chicken suit and see what he really looks like. Because this Uncle Harry looks like he's just had miles of life put on him. And that guy's probably, what, maybe 55, maybe close to 60. I mean, Kate's, what, 35 years old or something like that? So, I mean, he's supposed to, oh, wait, he's her uncle, so he'd be the age of her father. Okay. 
because well, I look at this guy and I'm like, you could be old, look old enough to be her grandfather, but he's not. He's just an uncle. That's the thing. People just aged hard back in the day because they lived hard lives. And it's just when you live hard lives like that, you age fast. Even women back in the Depression who were like 30 looked like they were like 50, 60. And 50, 60 back then looked like 80. And it's amazing how people that are like 60, 70 years old, especially if you're actors and you have the money to uh, make yourself, keep yourself physically young looking in the face department but maybe it's not just that it's just like just anybody it just seems like like this person's like 72 years old like they don't look it they definitely don't look 72 they look like they're 56 but does this guy live in new york or does he live in columbus ohio kate's hometown where her parents live Rick is all like, he's on this rivalry like a dog on a steak bone. He's like, oh my gosh, you gotta call him. You gotta call him. Have, oh my gosh, this would be so great to just get you back in touch with this guy and just, it's like, Rick, if he says he's too busy or he doesn't want to do it, there's probably a reason. As in, the guy probably hasn't amounted to a whole heck of a lot and the idea that even though this chicken guy, Chicken Charlie, probably hasn't too much. He still owns a business. I don't know what Harry Summers has done with his life after the armor. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm gonna play this clip. Tommy sing Chicken Charlie. Yummy, yummy, yum, yum, yum. Did you ever eat his chicken? It tastes like ribs. I know that idiot. You know Chicken Charlie? Yeah, Charlie Morrison. We were master sergeants in the army together. Of course, he was a better dresser then. Have you kept in touch? Nah, we weren't exactly buddies. We were always trying to top each other. If I ran my squad 10 miles, he'd run his 12. If I made my men scrub latrines with a toothbrush, he'd make his men use matchsticks. Sorry, I missed that. You know, the last thing that turkey buzzard said to me when we left the army was, Harry, you'll never make it in the real world. Shows you how wrong he was. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give the old turkey buzzard a call? Well, I've been thinking of it, but, uh, but I've been too busy lately. No, no, no. Well, why don't you call him right now? He'd be blown out if he knew how the Pentagon's always calling you for advice. <laughs> that's a that's a good idea, Rick. But I can't do it right now. I I've got to uh, I got to get some job. Java. Just leave it, oh kid. Just leave it alone. Hi, kids. Don't let me bother you. How you doing, Katie? Hi, Uncle Harry. Uncle Harry. The cinematography was incredibly panoramic. You like panoramic? Try the view from the top of the bridge at Ramagan. Did I ever tell you how I saved that bridge? No more than 40, 50 times. Did I tell you? Uh, uh, Edward told me. Kate? Is that where you slapped General Patton and told him to pull himself together? It was for his own good. Come in for a minute, please. Come in. I'll be right back. 
I love it when Uncle Harry tells World War II stories. Did you know the one time he single-handedly annoyed a German platoon to death? <laughs> What's the panic, kiddo? So Rick has always got a way of meddling when it comes to someone wanting to do something. Like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. And there's a reason why they haven't. And even with it, Rick's like, oh, no, you got to, you got to. And the person's like, I got no time. Uncle Harry, I just noticed, is wearing a turtleneck under his long sleeve button-up. What have I said in the Full House podcast? No turtlenecks. Do away with the turtlenecks. I know. I wore some when I was growing up. And I just... Just no. No turtlenecks. Especially not on... I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'm not going to fault anyone. If you don't wear a turtleneck, you wear a turtleneck. Anyway. So, Harry goes into the kitchen. And meanwhile, Rick jumps on that phone as fast... Like, as soon as the door shuts. And he's flipping through... Um, if anyone under the age of 20 doesn't know this, back in the day before internet, we had to use what was called a telephone book. It was a pretty thick book, probably weighed about 10, 15 pounds, probably over a thousand plus pages. Listed telephone numbers, part of your address. I had yellow pages in the business section if you wanted to look up businesses. That was our internet. You wanted to look up a person, you can't just type on your computer white paper. You can now. But back in the day, that is how you looked up a name. And prayed they were in the phone book and prayed there weren't five other people with the same name. Because, oh boy, you're going to be calling all of them. All five of them. I like that. That's what uh, Kate's mother... We'll occasionally refer to her as Katie. Adorable. And of course I like her little salute to him. (laughs) Of course Dexter's hanging over there. He's talking about cinematic and panoramic views and everything. Harry's like, did I ever tell you about that time in World War II? Like, we've heard it many times. And Edward's like, yeah, 40 or 50 times you've told this story. And he's like, uh, Dexter, have you heard of it? Like, uh, Edward, yes, he told me. Like, please don't tell me again. He's like, Kate, have, Katie, have you heard it? And she's like, um, yeah, is that the one where you, like, slapped General Patton on the shoulder or back and told him to pull himself together? Yep. And Edward, after he, uh, Harry leaves, because Rick calls him back into the living room, it's like, oh yeah, remember when he bored a... German platoon to death or something like that. Guy, he's wearing this green army hat. It's not camouflage. It's like an olive green. But it's just the way that it's pulled so low, like, down on his head that it's actually pushing his ears down to the point where they're kind of pointing outward. Alright, let's get to the living room so this guy can yell at Rick for meddling because... It's never good when someone meddles. Yes, you have nice intentions, but if someone says no, you need to be respectful. If they're not ready to get in touch with somebody, you don't go and get in touch for them. You let them deal with that in their own time. What's the panic, kiddo? Uncle Harry, guess who wants to talk to you? (laughs) Charlie? No, I don't want that lucky bum lording it over me. Lording it over you? 
This man dresses like a hen. Talk to him. No, 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 no. Forget it. Oh, come on, you can invite him out to lunch, maybe cook up a deal together. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. Great. You're a born leader, young man. Are Kate and Edward still going to that, that Jets game tomorrow? Yes. Charlie, you old son of a... Yeah. Gone. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, listen, we ought to get together. Why don't you come out to my estate on Long Island? What? Uh, say uh, tomorrow around um, 1230. Uh, you will, we'll have ourselves a nice lunch. Yeah. What's my address? You live in Toledo. Uh, Charlie, it's, it's 123 Mockingbird Lane... Uh, Shallow Springs. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, by the way, make sure that you leave plenty of time to get from the gate to the house. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, 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 Rick, you are a genius. You are a genius. When Charlie sees this house, he's going to eat his socks. Oh, what an idea. Wait a minute, Harry. My dad is never going to go for this. How's he going to find out? Charlie will be in and out in a few minutes. And who's going to know about it? I'll know about it. You expect me to keep this a secret? A slip of the lip can sink a ship. <laughs> well, Rick, you shouldn't have called the guy up because at first Harry's like, nah, 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 I don't want to talk to him. Like, you, and then Rick's like, hey, maybe you guys can cook up like a scheme or you guys can cook up something to do or whatever. Just like the old times. So that's where Harry concocts. He gets right on the phone. He's like, hey, yeah, why don't you come out to my uh, estate and see my place? And all times, Rick's like, what? What are you talking about? You live in, he even says you live in Toledo. And he's like, what's the address? And he picks up a magazine. And apparently they live on Mockingbird Lane in Shallow Springs, New York. So I remember Shallow Springs because he went, Rick went to Shallow Springs, like, junior high. Because Harry does ask, like, your dad and Kate are going out to that Jets game, right? Tomorrow around this time? And it's like, so basically what Harry wants to do is have his friend over... So that way he can see how Harry, quote-unquote, supposedly lives like a king. Okay, we'll have a little lunch. It'll be great. We'll, oh, and make sure you leave enough time to get to the gate before you can get to the house. And Rick is just like, I'm not, this, this isn't your house. I'm not, you think I'm going to lie for you? I mean, my dad's not going to go for that. And Harry's like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Your dad isn't even going to know. I mean, Charlie's going to come in here, look around. He'll be on his way. They won't know a thing. Guys, we've seen enough sitcoms in our time to know something like this never works. It never works because the person always gets busted. Now we... Um, apparently, Rick's just going to have to keep the secret. As... Uncle Harry says, loose lips sink ships. There's a Taylor Swift song that says, loose lips sink ships. Okay, the song is, I know places. Okay, it says, loose lips sink ships all the time. Not this time. Just grab my hand and don't ever drop it. 
So, we're back in the kitchen with Dexter, Kate, and Harry. I mean, Dexter, Kate, and Edward. I'm sorry. Um, and Dexter's mentioning how every family has an uh, has some type of a version of Harry in their family tree. Like some older guy who's just living in the past. He's eccentric and all that. Apparently he says it's nature's way of paying us back for the nice things. How much coffee are they downing? Edward's like, oh my gosh, don't tell me that Stuffin's family has a black sheep in the family. And of course, Dexter's like, oh no, we call them white sheep. Uncle George is the quote-unquote white sheep of the Stuffin's family. And Kate's like, oh, what was the matter with George? And he says, Dexter says he was a something in Michigan and then he was a judge. The elected lieutenant governor. And Edward's like, what is wrong with that? And Dexter says he... He showed up to his inauguration wearing his mother's wedding dress. So is this like just a cheap shot at saying what he was, I don't know, gay or, I don't know, maybe not trans. I don't know what the term is, guys. There's so many terms nowadays. It's like, you don't want to say the wrong one, otherwise you're going to offend somebody. But it just seems like, oh, it's the 80s. So, let's slip in a, a guy dressing like a lady type joke. No, you would not get away with that nowadays. No way. And Edward comes back like, oh, what a shame. If he'd have been in California, no one would have noticed. Okay, what is that supposed to say about California exactly? You know, you're now you're shaming those of California. Yeah. I'm going to play this, but just doesn't it sound, I mean, even now, just kind of offensive? Like, what are you saying about people in California, Edward? I think every family has its Uncle Harry. It's nature's way of paying us back for the nice things. Don't tell me the Stuffins family has a black sheep. We call them white sheep. <laughs> yes, Uncle George. What was the matter with him? Well, he was a leading lawyer in Michigan, became a judge, then he was elected lieutenant governor. What's the matter with that? He showed up for his inauguration wearing his mother's wedding dress. <laughs> what a shame. If it had been in California, nobody would have noticed. So I just listened to this again, and I want to listen to it again just to make sure. But when you hear after he says uh, he showed up to his inauguration wearing his mother's wedding dress, why does it sound like, because Kate's got coffee in her, her hand too, and we don't see it, but we hear... Like this stumble, laugh, almost like <laughs> sound. It does sound like I think Aaron Gray off screen was like sipping her coffee or drinking her coffee. Here's that. And it's like <laughs> kind of sound like dang. So Rick, of course, wants to confess about what Harry is planning to do while Edward and Kate are away. And he sees, of course, that Edward is not alone. He's like, oh, Dad, uh, oh, um, I, you know what? It's not important. And I'd be like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Come back here. Come back here. Clearly, it is important because you clearly can't tell me with other people here. <laughs> Just ask to speak to him privately. You don't got to say well, who it's about until you get alone. And I get that maybe he doesn't want to say anything because it's Kate's uncle also. It's like, maybe I'm overstepping here. I don't want Kate to be mad at me kind of thing. Of course, 
Edward's kind of looking like, okay, there's something going on there. And you know that Kate is growing up with her Uncle Harry, so she's going to see him through rose-tinted glasses as he can do no wrong. Whereas you have other people who haven't known Harry for very long and are just seeing only their first impression of him. Which is kind of, if you want to refer to him like being like long-winded with the stories and the stuff like that. But yeah, she's just like, no, I know you guys see him one way, but I still see him as this. It's like, yes, because you're looking at him through the eyes of a niece, look, you know, lovingly looking at her her uncle, maybe even her hero in a way, looking up to him as a child. It's like, yeah, but you can't take off the rose-colored glasses and really see him for the person he is. Like, pretend you're seeing him for the first time like your husband, stepson, and friend are doing. Look, I know how tough Uncle Harry can be, but I don't see him as you do. I still see him as I did when I was a little girl. That's He'd sweep into Columbus in his army uniform from some spot halfway around the world and absolutely hypnotize me. Yeah, he's got Rick Snow, too. Well, he used to tell the most wonderful stories. And he still does. Did I ever tell you about the landing at Salerno? There were Germans to the left of us, Italians to the right. Oh, Uncle Harry, I would love to listen, but I have so much to do upstairs. Oh, that's okay. It's a man's story anyway. Oh, God. Well, there we were, trapped with no way out. I know the feeling is, and I got to run. <laughs> oh, no problem. I'll just tell Eddie here. Oh, well, maybe later, Uncle Harry. I've got to see Rick for a minute. But that's all right. I'll save it till dinner. <laughs> Tough luck. Yeah, it's been that kind of day. Want to talk about it? It's really simple. Someone who's very close to someone, who's close to someone else, wants to pretend to own something that really belongs to someone else. The someone who's close to the someone that this someone is close to. <laughs> Dad, the real problem is somebody wants me to keep quiet about something. You mean lie? Well, yeah, but the thing is, this lie won't hurt anybody. Sounds like it's hurting you already. I know. I know. And you know what to do about it? Knowing what to do doesn't make it any easier. I know. I know. He dribbles. He passes. He stuffs. So exactly like I said, Kate says I still see him as the guy that would roll into town and tell these stories. You know, I still see him as, you know, when I was a little girl. It's like, yeah, that's because, again, rose-colored glasses. Take them off. So, Harry comes in, and apparently everyone just vacates. Like, oh, you know, Uncle Harry, I love to hear your stories, but I gotta go upstairs. And he's like, oh, don't worry, this is a man's story anyways. He sits down, Dexter's like, you know what, I gotta go. And then, ah, just talk to Eddie here. Edward's like, you know what, I gotta go talk to Rick. So, Harry, what are you doing? Stop! You're chewing on the... Cords. Sorry, that was Quinn. 
Um, so, yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'll just save the story for dinner time. So we see Rick playing with, is this a note? We have not seen an Eddie's toy invention in quite some time. I kind of wonder if maybe the show is slowly drifting away from that or maybe it will come up just sporadically it's really cool it's got like a little basketball hoop and it's got like a little lever thing where you put a ball and you just like a like a little springboard and you push it back and it's just uh try you try to get it in the uh the net and everything so edward sees that something is up that rick is just like he's He's holding the secret for somebody, and he's not really divulging names or anything. It's like, say somebody is trying to pretend something is his when it isn't and wants a certain other somebody to keep quiet about it, what do you do? It's like, someone who cares about someone a lot, who also cares about someone else, wants to pretend that they own something that actually belongs to someone else. Wants someone else to, you know, be hush-hush about it, and it's like... That someone else doesn't know what to do. And Edward's like, so basically this person wants this other person to lie. And Rick's like, yeah, but I mean the lie isn't going to hurt anybody. And Edward's like, well, it sounds like it's already hurting somebody. Because they're forced to keep this lie. Well, Edward, you know, he knows his son. He can tell just by Rick's mannerisms, tone of voice, that something is going on. He's like, it sounds like it's hurting you already. And Rick's like, yeah, I know, I know. Basically, I mean, he cares about Uncle Harry, and I get it. Maybe he feels like this little lie that he's told to keep isn't necessarily going to hurt anybody, but it's still, it's not a good thing. And I think he just wants to protect this person because of how much he cares about Kate, and he doesn't want her to get angry. Edward just kind of looks, because Edward's on the couch and Rick's on the chair next to uh, the couch and he's like do you know what you need to do about this and Rick's like yeah but it doesn't knowing doesn't make it any easier and Edward's like yeah I know I know (laughs) I like this type of dialogue you know father and son dialogue just the relationship of Rick and his father in the last four seasons we've seen them get to know each other and develop a father-son bond and just Yeah, it's just amazing some of the things, not even that have come along in their relationship, that they've hurdles they've had to overcome, but the hurdles that they will soon have to overcome as Rick starts to get even older. Because right now he's 15. He's going to eventually be uh, 16 and 17. No, a lot of the, you know, teenager, you're going to be tempted by alcohol, which he will be this season in season four. And eventually he's going to be having to think seriously about colleges and all of that. Another thing Edward's going to have to realize that he himself is getting older and then maybe he can't keep up with his son physically like he he used to and everything. Like, oh, my son has overpowered me at a pickup game of basketball. So Rick's going to have to have it out with Uncle Harry. Like, hey, guy, look, I, I like you. I mean, you're my stepmom's uncle, but I I can't keep the se- Whatever you're planning to do, I'm not on board. That's what I think this is going to go like. So let's find out together how this conversation between Rick and Harry goes down. I got to say, though, honestly, 
Remember how I talked about how I was worried that the last episode, the great baseball card scheme, was going to be like, eh, it's going to be boring, eh, it's not going to be good. I like it even more so now, just going based on this episode. Granted, there are like 15 minutes left of this episode. It's only halfway through, but it's just like, I'm not feeling this episode. And I definitely, when I went through the episode list of episodes to come in season four, just a a good majority of them were kind of like digging at the bottom of the barrel like what can we put on the on the tv what can be a situation that rick gets into or edward gets into or or kate and edward and and rick what is the what's going to be the problem now that they have to try to solve and it's just like some of them are just so outlandishly ridiculous it's like what were you guys i don't know nothing against the writers and everything it's just it just feels like they've kind of run out of steam they've had three full seasons of episodes and i'm not gonna say you know i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say they're all winners they're all pure full of greatness because some of them weren't you're gonna have your good ones you're gonna have your not so good ones and then you're gonna have your pure simple Mr. President from season two, which is still, by far in my book, the worst Silver Spoons episode because it is entirely a fantasy sequence in Rick's head. It's just... People were out to lunch on that episode. Like, here we go, this episode writes itself. I'm out to lunch. So let's let's hear this conversation because Rick... He is a good egg, this boy. He really, really is. He will get himself into scrapes, but immediately he, after a talk from dad or Kate or whatever, he does come to the realization on things like, he's got a good heart, this boy. He really, really does. He lets his uh, teenage brain kind of overtake his thinking and his actions once in a while, but in the end... He does come back around to know this. Is, I know the difference between what right and wrong. What this is is very wrong. Regardless of it hurt, not physically hurting somebody. But, alright. Let's 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 see how this goes down. I'm kind of curious. How about you, Quinny? You curious? No? You don't? Okay. He dribbles. He passes. He stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Harry, we've got to talk. No, kid. What's the problem? We cannot pretend this is your house. Why not? It'll only take five minutes at the most. He'll be in and out, and then we're off, you know, we're off to lunch. Would you uh, hand me the grape jelly? It doesn't matter how long it takes. We cannot do it. Well, I'll make it three minutes. No. It's wrong. I don't want you to do something that'll make you uncomfortable. Even if it means that a blowhard like Charlie Morrison will have the time of his life laughing at me. Oh, don't go for it's the ironic, man. isn't it? Guilt. A man serves his country for 30 years and the world thinks of him as a washed up piece of nothing. Yeah, he's looking right at Rick. Yep, he's getting him. He's getting him in the heart. Listen, the visit's not until tomorrow. Why don't you call him up and change your plans? No, no, no. He'll find out sooner or later. Harry Summers is not one to dodge the bullet. 
crying routine really come on even i'm like i <laughs> i don't care what this guy think your rival thinks of you we are not doing this and at one point he is standing his ground but then uncle harry's like oh i don't want him to see me as a washed up someone spent 30 years in the army and i got nothing to show for it kind of <sighs> i feel like you know what it doesn't matter because think about it. You do this and he finds out you're like basically a fraud. That's going to go down a lot harder. And he's going to ridicule you that much more. So Rick, of course, falls for the old old man crying <laughs> scene. And he's like, all right, you promise it's going to be what? Five minutes, right? That's it. We'll do it, but five minutes. And Uncle Harry's like, all right, all right. Yes, yes, I swear. I swear to you, Rick, five minutes in and out. Yeah, right. Because you know. You know. Guys, we've seen sitcoms over the years. We know how this works. You want to try to get something behind, you know, over your parents. Like, oh, don't worry. The, the, they'll be out of here before the parents even come back. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I mean, there was that one time, season one of Growing Pains, where Mike had a party while his parents were away, and I'm guessing, I think eventually that did catch up with him, so. Alright, let's see how this rolls. Let's see how this goes. I'm interested to see this Chicken Charlie guy in the flesh sans chicken suit, if you will. You know, at first I thought these bumpers were cute. Because this is the first time I've seen them with season four. We've been sans bumpers for three seasons. And now it's just like you're stretching out the episode with these. Well, we now return to Silver Spoons. We'll be back after these messages. After every single act break. How many minutes of time are we wasting on these bumpers when we could have actual other stuff? Oh, of course, before we get to all that stuff with Harry and Charlie, we can't forget, looks like Jets game, so this is a baseball game? New York Jets? He is packing a picnic. Uh, Rick's got a blanket, and he's got a couple pillows. Of course, you want that back support. And a thermos, as he's dragging Kate out by the arm. You're all set to go, Kate! She's like, there's only one more thing that I need. And he's like, what? And she's like, well, your father. So he's like, hey, Dad, get down here. You're going to be late. And Edward's like, I can't find my binoculars. And Rick is just in such a hurry. I'm surprised they're not picking up on this sooner. He's like, I'll let you borrow my telescope. Oh, you mean the telescope that's been in your bathroom for three whole seasons and you've never used or we've never seen you use like once? Uh, maybe he used it once in season two, three, one, I don't know, but it's always in that same spot in the bathroom because apparently that's got to be the best place to see Venus or Mars or Jupiter or Saturn. Of course, like, 
<laughs> Kate's like, oh, that'll look right. Your father watching the cheerleaders from the telescope. What? Are they seeing a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game? What time of year is this? I mean, I get football games have cheerleaders and so do basketball games. Did the baseball games have cheerleaders? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, the only sport I watched was hockey, and that was like a, a junior league, so local junior league. I don't want to go to a football game. I'm not a fan of football. Never have been. Baseball would go on forever, and I'd be so bored. And basketball, just, eh. I'm not a big fan of the crowds and the noise, and that's just too much for me. Well, Uncle Harry, you just gave yourself away. Oh, speak of what's in his hands. Oh, there's binoculars. He's like, he comes through into the kitchen like, oh, Rick, I just saw him coming up the drive. Uh, uh, crap. He thinks that Kate and Edward are gone. Like they, oh, apparently they haven't left. I'm, I'm going to play this clip. Let's, oh my God, this is going to be, ah. There's 13 minutes left. I'm sure there's at least a couple more bumpers in here. So, it's going to get down to the nitty gritty. You know they're going to find out. You know Kate's going to have to talk to her uncle about being respectful of being in people's places and not pretending it's your own to impress a rival. Well, here's your pillow and blankets and, and you've got the basket and thermos. You're all set to go, Kate. Uh, there's just one more thing that I need. What? Your father. <laughs> Dad, would you hurry up? You're going to be late. Can't find my binoculars. I'll let you borrow my telescope. Yeah. Oh, that'll look great. Your father watching the cheerleaders with a telescope. <laughs> Rick, I saw him. He's coming up the drive. Yeah. Wait. Who? The pizza guy. Um, uh, Freddy. We're we're gonna do our homework together. You need a lookout for Freddy. My binoculars. Naturally, you've got. Them. Uh, hold it, hold it. Uh. Let me get some of this uh, grape jelly off. Ew. Okay, folks, let's move. Come on. Uh, come on. Wait a minute, my keys. I can't find my car keys. Okay, man. Fan out! <laughs> hey, hey, I found them. Why would he have... Time to go. He's in his car again? No. What? Oh, Just go. That's free, that's all. Just <laughs> right go. Right on time. So why don't you just go Take ahead? Go Jets, go! Go! Thank you. Hey, he's got the train out. That's cool. Hello. Hello. Hey, aren't you Charlie Chicken? Chicken Charlie. <laughs> Boy, a real celebrity. I've seen all your commercials. <laughs> yummy, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> well, that's that's very good, kid. Here's a coupon for a free wing. <laughs> Listen, does uh, Harry Summers really live here? <laughs> does Harry Summers really live here? Well, I'll take that as a no. I ask you first. <laughs> so, uh, how many chickens do you kill a year? <laughs> Charlie, you old goat. What are you doing out in the cold? Come on in where it's warm robe? and plush. And rich. <laughs> Welcome to my not so humble home. Oh, I see you met my nephew Rick. Yeah. Strange kid, Harry. Hey, hold it. What does this E stand for? <clears throat> Expensive. 
Come on, I'll show you around. Uncle Harry, it's getting late. You don't want to miss your lunch reservation, remember? They'll hold it for Harry Summers. Summers, I thought you was going to end up a two-bit mooch or someplace. If I hadn't seen this place with my own eyes, I never would have believed it. And now that you've seen it, you can be on your way. Hey, is that for show or does it go? No. Hop on, I'll show you. Uncle Harry, it's getting late. You don't want to miss lunch. Call and postpone it for me. What happened to in and out in three minutes? Relax, kid. Who's gonna get hurt? All aboard! Ah. I bet anything Edward and So of course, uh, they shove Kate and Edward out the door. He's like, "Every old monkeys," and uh, along with since he also had the binoculars, Harry's like, "Oh, here they are. They're in my pocket." And Edward's already like, "Ugh, I fucking controlled you. No, don't take my car. Did not give you permission." But anyway, it's like Kate, uh, Rick, ma- like literally shoves them out the door with the blankets, with the pillows, the picnic basket, the binoculars, all of it. As the door rings, Edward's like, what is that? Just go, go, go. Um, Rick runs, luckily does not trip over those train tracks, and gets to the door and comes outside the the house. And like, hey, you're Chicken Charlie. And hey, how many chickens do you kill in a year? And the guy's like, oh, is this really Harry Summers' place? And Rick's like, is this Harry Summers' place? I'm like, oh, well, that's clearly a no, because he can't give you a straight answer. But he does get a coupon for a free wing. I'm like, sweet! Oh, that's for shaking your hand. <laughs> so, of course, Harry comes out wearing Edward's blue satiny robe that's got a monogram to E on it. And I'm like, he looks like Hugh Hefner. Kind of. I'm surprised he's not smoking a pipe. But of course, Charlie's like a little disbelieving. Like, I thought you were a two-bit hack or something like that. What's that E on your robe stand for? And Harry's like, uh, expensive. (laughs) So, and Rick is like, right, like, you said three minutes, do you not? This is what we discussed. And of course... Harry's like, da, 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 da. and of course, you know Charlie wants to ride on that train, and Harry's gonna take him for a ride on that train. It's like, ugh. Basically, it took three minutes to walk from the door of the house over to where the living room is. Of course, they had a smidgel of chitty chatty about the robe and the monogrammed E. Oh, what, 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 what? is going on. They walk in. Wow, that was a fast baseball game or football game or whatever game. Because they are back. And I'd be like, what did you forget now, Edward? You know they were gonna get caught. You know they were. It was just... That's how it happens. Oh, boy. Now what happened? You just left. Hi. Why are you home so soon? Something wrong? No, we just heard on a car radio there's a big thunderstorm coming, so we decided to come on home and watch a game on TV. Well, you know those weathermen, they're always wrong. Is it? Lucky guess. <laughs> Look, I've got a great idea. Why don't you watch the game up in your room? You know, make a little picnic out of it? Huh? Huh? Sounds good, doesn't it? Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it does. Hey, why don't we do it down here? No! No! 
said it's cozy you're upstairs. <laughs> Come on. Where where's the train? Oh, uh, Uncle Harry's got it. <laughs> but he'll be back in time to watch the game with you. Tell you more of his great army stories. Let's go watch the game upstairs. <sighs> So Edward and Kate, of course, they, apparently they were driving there and ended up coming back because the newscaster said, like, the game was going to get rained out. There's a big thunderstorm. So they decided to just turn right around and go and watch a game on TV. Why don't you guys go, like, get a hotel room for the night or something like that? Just have a weekend, a night away. It's not like they have huge responsibilities other than their job. And Rick's, like, 16, practically, so he can raise himself. No place he's being looked after by Uncle Harry. Like, oh, we're gonna just have a little picnic on the floor and, and watch the game here in the living room. And of course, that Ch- Chicken Charlie guy dr- like dropped his like cowboy hat. He's dressed like someone from Dallas, and he drops his hat. And Rick's of course like trying to hide it with a pillow and sitting on it when uh, Kate and Edward appear. Like, hey, let's go watch the game down here. And Rick's like, no, no, no. You guys go upstairs. You got a TV in your room. You can watch it there and have your little picnic whatever. You know, uh, Uncle Tur- uh because Kate's like, well, where'd the train go? And Rick's like, oh, well, Uncle Harry's on it right now. But, I mean, he'll come back and watch the game with you. And, you know, he'll tell you more about his boring war stories. And Edward's like, you know what? On second thought, why don't we go upstairs and watch the game? I wonder if because we... Maybe they took the TV that was originally in there up to the bed. I don't know. So then they've got how many TVs? Because I don't think Rick's got a TV in his room anymore. So Kate and Edward head upstairs just as Uncle Harry and Charlie are coming in from being rained out with the train. Hopefully the train didn't get all wet because Edward's not going to be happy about that. That thing is an antique. He put that together, he did. Alright, I bet they're going to get in trouble. I bet they're going to get caught. Lucky we got derailed so close to the house, or else we'd, we'd be soaked. Derailed? I gotta hand it to you, Harry. I'm impressed. Well, I thought you might be. Well, your guys are back just in time to leave for lunch. What is this, kid? A broken record? I want to show him the upstairs first. Come on, no. Charlie. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. You cannot go upstairs We've got a slight problem with the butler and the maid. They never went to the game. What? They're hanging out upstairs. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, Charlie. Let's get some lunch. Come on. Well, it certainly was nice to meet you, Charlie Chicken. Chicken Charlie. Whatever. I can't wait to tell my friends at school. Why are you here? your way. It's a breakup I've been waiting for all my life. 
Listen, I have to get my briefcase. Excuse me, please. Oh, well, I'll get that for you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. Wait just a second. I'm on TV. I got a commercial on right now. I gotta watch it. No, 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 no. You don't. Oh, it's me, Edward. Uh, right now. No. Uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie, why don't you use the TV in the library? Oh, there's You can hear your library. yummy yums in stereo. In stereo? Yeah, stereo. <laughs> Rick, what's going on in here? I'm kept standing out in the rain, a door slammed in my face, and I'm pawned off as the business manager of that soldier of misfortune. <laughs> You want to shed some light on this? Dad, this all started... Edward, could I borrow Rick for a moment, please? Why not? You borrowed everything else. <laughs> uh, sorry about this, Dex. You're sorry. I'm the one whose shorts are shrinking. Yeah. <laughs> Harry comes in with Chicken Charlie... They got derailed. Luckily, they're so close to the house. Otherwise, they would have been soaked. And Rick's, like, derailed. Where do you... But Charlie cuts in, like, Oh, my gosh, Harry, I'm so impressed with this house and everything. You really you really made it for yourself here. But Rick, of course, is trying to get them out the door. Like, hey, I guess you guys want to go out to eat. You want to go out to lunch now, huh? And Charlie's like, what is this kid, a broken record? To Charlie, he thinks that, that, you know, I mean, Rick's just supposedly a nephew. Like, who's this kid trying to shove us out the door? He sounds like a broken record. And apparently Harry now wants to show him the upstairs. Why? You want to show- Ugh. Dude, you said three minutes and that was like probably what? An hour ago? This guy is a con artist. He really is. He keeps doing these old man sob stories. Like, oh, feel sorry for me because I don't have anything. So Rick, of course, is like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. He's like, the maid and the butler, like, got, the game got rained out so they had to come back here. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hint, hint. Luckily, Harry picks up on it. He's like, hey, let's go to lunch. And they go to the door. And, of course... It opens, and who is it but Dexter, soaking wet in the rain, and Rick, like, slams the door in his face. It turns out, I guess, Dexter forgot his briefcase? And when the doorbell rings, you hear Edward, like, hey, can you get that door? Of course, now we gotta come up with a story for why Dexter's there, and Harry's like, oh, this is uh, Mr. Dexter Stuffins, my business manager, and... Of course, Dexter's like, your business manager. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like, okay, just play along, I guess. So Rick's like, oh, don't worry, Dexter, I'll get your briefcase for you. And he runs to go. And then, of course, Harry's like, all right, let's go to lunch, Charlie. And Charlie's, like, timer on his phone goes off because he's got a commercial that he wants. Apparently, this guy, like, loves to do the chicken commercials, loves to watch the commercials when they air. It's just like, Are you kidding me? He's like, I want to watch the TV. I want to see my commercials. Like, dude, no. You are a guest in someone's house. Of course, he goes to the TV to go turn it on. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Um, Why don't you go into the library and watch the TV in there? Because it's got stereo. Of course, Dexter's like, Rick, what's going on in here? And Edward finally comes down like, okay, what? What is all this noise? I'm trying to, like, watch the game with my wife, and you guys are making a bunch of racket? 
Yeah, it's like, Dexter, what are you doing here? And Dexter's like, well, I was kept out in the rain and the door was slammed in my face. It's like, what the heck? He says, like, I'm, then I, when I come in, I'm pawned off as the business manager of a soldier of misfortune. Oh, Edward is like, he knows from his little talk with Rick earlier, like, this has got to be what Rick was trying to keep his mouth shut about like you need to open your mouth and tell me what's going on i don't care who you think you're trying to protect or who you're hurting in the process but what's going on of course rick gets ready to unload this big secret like oh dad i am it all started when and then all of a sudden harry pops his head out between uh, the doors of the library like hey edward can i borrow rick for a second and apparently harry gets his arm caught in the va this priceless vase or vase or however you refer to this thing he's got his arm stuck in there because he's looking for the keys for the ferrari so of course edward's got like umpteen cars he's got a mercedes he's got a ferrari that he probably drives on only special occasions hey can i borrow rick for a moment and edward's like well i don't see why not i mean you borrowed everything else apparently okay this is so stupid that he got his arm stuck you know there's a hole at the top, right? You. Now what? I got a little problem here, kid. Oh no! How does this happen? Well, I was trying to find your father's keys to his Ferrari, <laughs> and and my hand got stuck in this pot. This is not a pot. It's an antique vase from the Manchu Dynasty. No, 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 no! Please. seems to think that goes good with anything. <laughs> what is going on? The game started. Yeah. What was that? I don't know, but uh, I'm on my way. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, Rick! What was that crash? What crash? Uh, white vase with those stupid little ducks on it. Not the antique vase. What are you worried about? It's not yours. Excuse me? Not ours. Harry, I gotta hand it to you. A swell house, a butler, a friendly looking maid. You got it all, boy. Butler? Friendly looking? <laughs> well, uh, well, it's time for lunch. Uh, let's go, Charlie. Uh, wait a sec. I lost my hat. Where's my hat? Uh, I, I think I put it in the library. Library. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll help you find it. Hold it. Rick, I think you have to give us some answers. Real answers. And so does Uncle Harry. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dad. But try to remember, he's a veteran. Because he's got his arm in a vase and he's looking for Edward's Ferrari keys. Why would they be in a vase? Makes no sense. So, of course, he's got his arm stuck in there. He's trying to get his arm unstuck. And, of course, it's a priceless vase. And Rick's like, no, no, don't do that. All of a sudden, we hear this shattering, breaking sound. So apparently Uncle Harry doesn't even know what a vase is because he calls it a pot. And Rick's like, this is not a pot. It's a, he says, like, the Ming Chu Dynasty. 
Of course, in the back room, background of the library, you got Chicken Charlie watching his dumb chicken commercial. Like, ugh. can we be done with this guy? Can we be done with Harry too? Because I'm kind of over both of them. I've been over both of them for a while. So Edward brings Dexter his briefcase, which apparently has grape jelly on it. Kate comes from downstairs like, what's going on? I thought we were going to watch the game. It's just about to start. And then we hear the crash from the vase. And then they're like, oh, what is that? And Dexter's like, I don't know, but I'm leaving hell by. So it's Chicken Charlie who kind of lets the cat out of the bag about Uncle Harry pretending that he owned their house. And Uncle Harry's like, oh, you know that white vase that had the stupid little ducks on it? And, and uh, Edward's like, that's an antique. And Chicken Charlie's like, oh, why do you care? It isn't yours. And it's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> and Kate's like, uh, not ours. Like, what are you talking about? And of course, Chicken Charlie's all, I'm calling him Chicken Charlie. He's like, hey, you got a swell house, a nice butler, a friendly looking maid. And it's like, and both Edward and Kate are like, maid, butler, what? And Edward finally cuts in, like, okay, Rick, you need to tell us what's going on. Yeah, they, Kate and Edward want answers from Rick and Uncle Harry. Like, real answers. Like, what's been going on here? Of course, Rick's like, oh, dad, but just remember, he's a veteran. It's like, but that doesn't give him a right to claim something that doesn't belong to him. Like, pretending your house is his so he can show off for his rival friend. Quit stalling. Dad, I was helping Uncle Harry pretend our house was his house so he could impress Charlie Chicken. Charlie Chicken? I'm really sorry, Dad. It was supposed to be in and out only for a minute. Who knew it would lead to all this? Oh, don't blame yourself, kid. It was as much my fault as it was yours. <laughs> Rick, there's no excuse for going along with lies or deception. No matter what the reason. So I'm grounded for two days, right? Try two weeks. What? Ooh. <laughs> and you... Get this time you've gone too far involving Rick in a scheme like that. Well, what do you expect? You give Harry Summer something good? Something solid and real? Something filled with warmth and love? And sooner or later he'll just mess it up. Stop! Maybe it would be better if I packed up and left. Maybe you should. Oh, just Uncle Harry. Go! That's enough problem. How could you do this? Well, I was, I was trying to be a big shot. Trying to pretend I had wealth and dignity just, just to impress some jerk. Well, it's fake. I'm a fake. And it's cost me the love of the only three people I ever really cared about. Yeah, Rick just breaks it down like... Uncle Harry was gonna bring his chicken Charlie friend in to show him around, you know, in and out, just take a moment. And it's like, who knew that it would lead to all of this? The vase breaking, the joyride on the train, leaving Dexter outside in the rain, and slamming the door in his face, you know, all that stuff.
So Uncle Harry, of course, was like, oh, don't worry, kid. It was as much your fault as it was mine. I'm like, eh, excuse me. Even Red turns and looks at him like, <laughs> like, great, you're selling me out. That's great. So Edward says, Rick, there is no excuse for going along with lies and deception. And Edward adds, for no reason. Was that right? And of course, Rick's like, oh, well, I guess then I'm grounded for two days. And Edward's like, try, Rick, try two weeks. And I'm like, okay, that seems a bit stiff. Two weeks? And I love how Rick, like, grabs his heart, like, oh. <laughs> so, of course, Edward's got to have it out with his Harry just saying, look, and you, you've gone too far. And, oh my god, this is the second episode now in a row where a elderly senior citizen has used a 15-year-old Rick in his schemes. First it was Grandpa with the baseball cards. Now it's Kate's Uncle Harry. This guy is totally putting one over on them with the guilt, like, oh, well, what do you expect? You give Harry Summers something good, something solid, something real and filled with warmth and love. And basically, he's like, sooner or later, he'll just mess it up. Well, he is totally playing the guilt card here. Of course, uh, maybe it'd be better if I packed up and left. And you know Kate's like, oh, Uncle Harry, no, we don't want you to leave. Just don't do this kind of thing anymore. But she's like, Uncle Harry, how could you do this? And he's like, well, I was trying to be a big shot. Trying to pretend that he had wealth and dignity? Just to impress some jerk. I mean, I get the dignity in a way. I mean, everyone wants wealth, but... Just to impress some jerk rival? Come on. And he admits to being a fake and how it's cost him the love of the only three people he really cares about. So Charlie comes out of the library because he'd been looking for his hat. Rick's like, oh, he might be, it might be in the library. So now Harry wants to come clean, but of course he is surprised by Edward and Kate. Like, oh, sir, don't you want me to get your jacket for you? And this and that, and that this chicken Charlie guy isn't like, well, if he's a butler and she's like a maid, why aren't they dressed in uniform? Why are they in casual wear? Both calling him sir, and I like how Kate does a little mini curtsy. You'll be late for lunch, sir. Like, she's from Downton Abbey. At first he's like, what's going on? He's like, he catches on quickly, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go to lunch. So as Edward's helping Harry into his jacket, Chicken Charlie finds his hat, and it looks like somebody broke it and sat on it. He's like, what'd you do? That's my hat. What'd you put it in a trash compactor? I'm like, no, somebody said, you know what, dude? If you can afford a bolo tie, you can afford another five-gallon hat. It will be fine. He looks like someone straight out of the TV show Dallas from the 80s. Like, hey, maybe he shot JR. <laughs> So, of course, Harry's still playing along. He's like, don't worry about it, Charlie. I'll buy you a new hat and take it out of his wages, as he points at Edward. <laughs> sure. So, Rick, of course, shakes Charlie's hand like, well, it was certainly nice to meet you. But I noticed even after in, you know, four seasons that Rick Schroeder still does have a little bit of a lisp. This isn't a character thing. This is the actor. He's like, oh, it's nice to meet you too, kid. Just think, maybe you'll be lucky and grow up to be like your Uncle Harry here. And you see Edward and Kate like, what? what? Huh? So, 
Charlie steps out, and Harry goes to thank Edward and Kate. Like, thank you, that took class. Like, oh, well, they're family. Family takes care of their own. Of course, Edward's like, you know, Harry, this will never, ever happen again. Oh, because Edward's like, because that's the last time I will fall for that love and warmth routine. <laughs> yeah, Edward had him pegged. I mean, come on, he's been, his dad's a senior citizen, so he gets that old, oh, poor old man, poor me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rick was like, yeah, Dad, that was great what you did for Uncle Harry, letting him, you know, letting him stay after all that. And of course, now Rick's got to bring up the fact that Edward lied, so now he should be grounded. And of course, Kate also lied, and she should be grounded. It's kind of funny how, like, oh yeah, Uncle Harry gets to go out to lunch with his friend, and after all this, excuse me, and we're all grounded, and they all laugh about it. And that's the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, they hear noise outside, and Edward starts freaking, like, oh my gosh, that's my Ferrari! Ferrari, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I like how Rick is like, oh, well, didn't you just um, contribute to a lie by saying that you're like a butler? And Kate, you pretended to be a maid, so technically you're also grounded. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so apparently, Uncle, uh, I almost called him Uncle Eddie. Uncle Harry found the keys to the Ferrari. I can't find my hat nowhere. Charlie, look here. There's something uh, I guess I'd better tell you. Shall I get your coat, sir? What? Your coat, sir. Shall I get it? You'll be late for lunch, sir. Yes, sure. Just like your Uncle Harry. I'll be right with you. <laughs> Thanks, Edward. That took class. I agree. Harry, this will never, ever happen again. Please I know. Welcome here anymore. Because that's the last time I fall for that warmth and love routine. Yeah. He, yeah, we were not falling for it. <laughs> stay like that well, under the circumstances but didn't you just go along with a lie yes he did well then if i'm grounded it appears to me you should be grounded <laughs> yes he should but you said you were the maid <laughs> yeah yes she did you're all grounded <laughs> well then i guess i'm Grounded too. Can all be grounded together? We're all grounded, and Uncle Harry's out having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Ferrari! What the heck? 
everybody. Um, like I said, this episode just, it was, it was bland. I mean, compared to last week's episode, it just really, this one fell really, really flat. So for the train rating for this one, I'm going to have to give it, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. I know that's usually will be the lowest rating. I mean, I'm sure that I gave Mr. President in Season 2 a 1. <laughs> but this one is just, it's, I mean, 3 trains are for my average episode. This one I would call below average because it just, uh, I didn't like, it didn't like um, Chicken Charlie, Charlie Chicken, whatever his name is. Didn't care for him. I didn't. I mean, Harry just, I didn't like this whole setup. Like, he felt like he had to do this to impress his rival. It's not even, the guy isn't even a friend. He's a rival. Like, who cares? And if you think about it, it was Rick's own fault for, inst you know, instigating, making that phone call and everything like that. So Rick is technically to blame for all of this happening. So I think the silver spoonful for this episode is going to be... If you have a family member that is a little eccentric, don't... These kind of crazy ideas, like what Uncle Harry did and the manipulation... Oh, I'm a poor old man, help me with my own... I have nothing to live... You know, that kind of poor me, I'm... Edward didn't even fall for that, but it's like, no. If they're going to concoct a kooky scheme, I'm like, I'm out. You find yourself another patsy. Because I am O-U-T. Like, if you know something's a bad idea, you know that it's a bad idea, then don't even bother to attempt it. Like, let's look for a plan B. That's acceptable. So the next episode is Season 4, Episode 7. That's next week's One Strike and You're Out. This is not a baseball reference for this episode. Nothing to do with baseball, because we just had a baseball episode. This episode aired on November 10th, 1985, so we are getting pretty close to the end of 1985. In this episode, Rick negotiates with his grandfather on a labor dispute regarding minimum wage being paid at his restaurant. Why would Rick care? Does he work at said restaurant? Does he? But, I mean, Rick's... Rick's a do-gutter. He, he, he's the boy who might get a little reckless, a little bit into trouble. You know how teenagers are. But at the end of the day, he's got a good heart, and he will do the right thing and the honest thing. So, all right. That being said, uh, like, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed some of this episode. I mean, um, the few things that I did like about it was, uh, I thought, uh, Rick looked good in that, uh, camo uh, outfit that he was wearing. I mean, I guess I could say I kind of liked at the end when Edward kind of played along at the end, kind of to, uh, I mean, he knew that Uncle Harry was just kind of manipulating him, but he's like, ah, I don't want to see an old man be humiliated at the end. I mean, honestly, it's not like the guy stole anything. Granted, he broke a vase, and now that he's zipped off with Edward's Ferrari, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. Like I said, the other things I didn't care, I didn't care about, uh, Charlie Chicken, and just, uh, 
Uncle Harry's disregard for, he said, a minute to three minutes tops, and he's like, I want to go on the train. I want to go upstairs. upstairs." But there's nothing to see. You got to show him Rick's room. You got to show him your, what is your niece and nephew-in-law's bedroom? There's nothing up there to see. There's nothing up there for you. Or your rival non-friend. So, all right. If you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.